This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people, and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me, and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Mike Sherman. He is the Chief Legal Counsel for Share Healthcare, and he's going to tell us a little about it today. I have recently partnered with them, and I'm super excited because I think this is a really, really encouraging kind of almost, you know, uh, alternate type system that we really need. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Courtney. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for being here. So if you could, for the audience, give a little overview of what it is that your role is in this company and how, why you, why you joined them and what makes them different. So Share Healthcare is a 501c3 ministry and it's a healthcare sharing ministry. And the uh, good news about it is it's it's not uh, subject to a whole lot of regulations, but to stay not subject to a lot of regulations, to stay not uh, being regulated by insurance, we have to be very careful not to use insurance terms and to make sure we're doing all the right consumer protection things, let our yes be yes and our no, no. Um, and for, for example, little things, like you mentioned, you've just recently partnered with Share Healthcare. Well, that's a little thing to mention, but it's an FCC requirement for you. Mm. So one of my jobs is to make sure that those little things get done as well as the larger aspects of. By par- partner, I just mean, you know, affiliate types. You know, Correct. Right, right. Yeah, right. There's lots of different ways of saying it, but something along those lines has to be said. <laughs> so the same type of thing with um, we wouldn't use insurance terms to describe share healthcare, but there's lots of different words we could use. So okay. it's the same type of thing of making sure we're, we are who we are and nothing else. Uh, right. The reason that I'm involved is I've, I've been involved with healthcare sharing since the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Basically, when healthcare sharing came out from only being an Amish Mennonite uh, program, you know, church based program, mm-hmm. to being interdenominational and um, across the nation, in fact, international. So I've been involved with it both as a member and as an attorney for quite some time. Uh, And for your uh, followers that really might not know what a healthcare sharing ministry is, they can think of it like, um, well, one way is we're passing the plate across the nation to help with medical expenses. Or they can think of this as a medical co-op in which people have have banded together for, market, um, let's say, purchasing power reasons that they share one another's healthcare needs. 
And because of that, we wind up being very, very affordable. We're one fifth the cost, basically one fifth the cost, 18 to 24% depending on, you know, whether it's a single, a couple or a family, the cost of what a average health insurance program would be. Uh, And we give people, we have three um, platforms or three pillars, you might say, of medical freedom, financial freedom, and religious freedom. So we're healthcare sharing ministries, we're made to be exempt from the Affordable Care Act, that's Obamacare. Why is that? Because any of the universal or omnibus legislation like that, that affects everybody and is a coercive one, they force people to do something, it has to have a conscientious objector clause. Mm -hmm. So they knew that there were all these Anabaptist, that is Amish and Mennonite programs, and a few, at the time, a few just small uh, healthcare sharing ministries that were interdenominational. So they put that in the legislation, the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare. But because government decided to coerce people to do things in healthcare, one, healthcare costs went way up, and everybody began searching also at the same time for freedom. What can I do? Right. So with, with share healthcare, you have medical freedom. Uh, if, if you, Courtney, are a, a member or your family chooses to be a member, you'd be able to go anywhere in the world for your healthcare as long as you're using a licensed medical professional. So there's, there's not a network. Your network is now every licensed medical professional in the world. And kind of giving a, um, yeah. an, a simple example on that, if a, a person has a maternity need, they might choose just to go the standard route with a, you know, a OBGYN, a hospital, and have birth that way, or they might choose to have a midwife. Either one of those, <clears throat> either one of those is their choice, because either one of them is a licensed medical professional. But a, a doula, which a lot of people like, but that's not a licensed medical professional, so that would not be shareable. Um, then financial freedom. It, as I mentioned, it's very affordable. It's 149, 249, 349, 149 for a single, 249 for a couple, and 349 for a family of four, and then 50 bucks for everyone after that. So that gives people a lot of financial freedom. Uh, and then how does that afford, allow them to share? What are they able to share with that? So anything above $1,000, we try to be have everything set up on a biblical model as best as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of set up on the biblical idea of a load and a burden. You know, mm-hmm. we're all supposed to carry our own load. That's just, you know, what it is. We're not waiting for somebody to bring home dinner for us if we don't know them and if they're not, you know, friend or family. So the, the load that most people can carry in a medical need is $1,000. They can budget for it. They can make payments on it, whatever. Everything above that is shared by the rest of the body of Christ because that's the way the Bible's set up. You know, what you can carry, you're supposed to carry. What you can't carry, the rest of us are all supposed to come alongside and help you, whether that's an emotional need, a financial need, or what. So we don't have any annual limit. We don't have any prevent limit. We don't have any lifetime limit. So let's say uh, a member of Share Healthcare goes to a doctor, and the, that'd be a pretty affordable, you know, 150 maybe. And the doctor says, well, I'm kind of concerned. I'm going to run a full panel of blood work. Well, now you're up to about 800. And he still has some concerns, but he's not certain, refers to you out for another test, you're over a thousand. So everything from then on, whether it ends at that next test or whether it goes on for years, is that same 
per personal expense per event of 1,000. You don't keep paying 1,000 each time. And then religious freedom, uh, because we are exempt from Obamacare because we're not insurance, we're able to share things that most of the body of Christ can agree upon. And and so we don't share in abortions. We don't share in abortifacients. We don't share in in what's now called gender affirming care. That is, you know, transgender stuff. We share in medically necessary bills that we all can basically agree upon. So that's sort of it in a a nutshell, Courtney. I imagine that prompts a few questions for you. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. The first question I have is you said, so a uh, medical uh, licensed professional. So would that include somebody who may be in a non-traditional medicine, something like a, you know, Chinese medicine or, but they are a licensed medical practitioner. Well, you know, even Medicare, which is about as regulated as you can get, they they share in uh, or they pay for acupuncture. So yeah, acupuncture is, you know, there's a lot of acupuncturists who are licensed uh, care providers. We have quite a few people who go to doctors that practice what's called integrative medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. And functional medicine is another term. Um, so, you know, if somebody's an MD, a DO, a nurse practitioner, an RN, um, you know, all those different things, uh, as long as they're a licensed medical professional in their jurisdiction, that would be shareable. Mm-hmm. Of course, as if it fits the other criteria that we have that I've just mentioned, it's medically necessary. It's not just, well, I feel like doing this. Mm-hmm. For example, chiropractors. What we share in, in chiropractic, if it's a an actual prescribed physical therapy for a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's not, if it's just, well, I like going to a chiropractor every you know two or three months because you know it just makes me feel better. Well, then that's your preference. So that's not medically necessary. Right, right. Did, did that help explain that distinction? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you had said that there's legally terms you can't use insurance terms. So right. premium policy coverage. Right. Right. Okay. So that, that's more applying to the uh, fiscal aspect of it. What? Right. right. Okay. What are the Uh, You've already mentioned some, but what would you say the key differences between how you operate and a more traditional insurance model operates? Well, insurance, you've bought a contract Mm -hmm. and you uh, absolutely have to pay the premium. You have to be in accordance with their contract. They absolutely have to pay you what they say they're going to. Otherwise, you can sue them for bad faith. True. All right. This isn't a contract. It's not insurance. This is just church lived out in a specific way. And so the risk always remains on the member, the risk of loss. Now it works, but there's no guarantee that it's gonna work. And that's the big, huge difference between insurance and um, healthcare sharing is we intentionally, you know, every piece of paper that a member will get from their application to the handbook, et cetera, will mention to them that the risk of loss remains on you. There's no guarantee. You as a member don't make promises to the other members. Mm-hmm. And the entity itself, you know, share healthcare is just a tool to facilitate that sharing. Um, when when you become a, a member, Courtney, or if you already are a member, you automatically get a, a bank account, an individual personal bank account for you at Lime Bank in Bolivar, Missouri. And it's been there since 1915. It's actually Lime Bank's their DBA name. Their actual legal name is Farmer State Bank. It's been around for a, a long time. You know, physical brick and mortar bank with branches, but it's also a, a digital modern one, hence the modern name Lime Bank. 
So you get that individual personalized bank account. And because it's your bank account, you're able to see everything that's done with your money. Mm-hmm. And when there is a, a, a medical need among the, a member, since all the members have a bank account in that bank that they fund each month, you know, either by a credit card or an ACH from their regular checking account, that bank has a proprietary algorithm that they can punch a button and the right amount of money goes from everybody's account into the account of the, the member in need. And so they, that bank account then gets funded. So that member in need is able to look at their bank account and see exactly what's coming into it. And then the hospital or medical provider will either send share healthcare an electric, uh, electronic bill or we'll call them. Either way, we'll call them back or communicate with them and say, okay, so this $100,000 bill, if we can send you the money in 24 to 48 hours, how much of a discount will you give us? Mm-hmm. And right now, our average discount, not our best, but our average discount is 65%. So that $100,000 bill just came down to $35,000. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of explains how come we're 149, 249, 349. And that we're getting referrals from hospitals and doctors because they love the fact that we're a lot less bureaucracy and we're a lot faster paying. Right. But we can do that because we don't have the bureaucracy. And we're the that bank is the only bank in the nation that has been approved by the FDIC and the Federal Reserve to have these individual bank accounts. So you have, um, you know, we, we like the fact that we're not regulated in the healthcare, you know, that we're allowed to have you go whatever, wherever you want to go and you and your doctor decide what care you're getting. But when you put your money with somebody, you kind of like that to be regulated. And there's no more regulated place to put your money than a bank. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the bank, because my understanding is that Lime Bank is a little different than your traditional big corporate conglomerate banks, correct? Right, right. And it uh, about five, six years ago, it was just pretty much what its name, its original name was, Farmer State Bank. It was Bolivar's in a relatively rural area of western Missouri, uh, maybe an hour above Branson on that same side right there, about a half hour above Springfield. Uh, and the bank had relatively small amount of depositors, very healthy bank, but it was a small rural bank with a lot of farmers and ranchers. Right. And um, Share Healthcare needed a, a place that it could do exactly what we just said. We, we wanted to be um, using all the tools that our, our modern era allows us to without perhaps some of the negatives. And like I mentioned, I've been involved in healthcare sharing for 35 years now. So I've seen the good, bad, and the ugly with healthcare sharing. And I wanted to bring all the best into it and leave behind the problems that had occurred. And so this direct, direct uh, member-to-member sharing was very much part of that. So Share Healthcare, uh, Lime Bank took I guess about three years to get that approval from the FDIC and the Federal Reserve, as well as the state banking regulators, because they'd never seen anything like this. And as you might expect, a bank regulator, uh, they want to make sure every T is dotted properly or crossed properly and every I is dotted. You know, it, it, it took a while. And in fact, normally when you're getting any sort of new approval from uh, banking regulators, the regional ones do it. Well, the regional ones looked at this, but it had to be the ones in DC that signed off on it mm. because this was so unique. Um, and it's 
it, it's working exactly the way that we had anticipated it working and hoping. That's fantastic. That, that's <laughs> so great to hear. What would you say is the difference between, because there are some other kind of share healthcare type models out there, right? What would you say differentiates this particular company from those? Well, one, I, I would want your uh, followers to make a distinction between legitimate healthcare sharing ministries and just scammers that just take that name and hope nobody notices. Sure. So the easiest way of looking at that difference is for your followers, when they're looking at different healthcare sharing ministries, ask to see a copy of the CMS recognition letter. And that's the letter that when the Affordable Care Act was passed, the, the uh, healthcare sharing ministries had to ask CMS, Center for Medical, Medical Services with the you know, federal government, had to ask them, mother, may I be acknowledged as a healthcare sharing ministry? And there's a number of criteria in that, you know, are you a 51C3? Uh, do you uh, do audits each year? Uh, have you existed since before 1999? Um, are, your, are you a religious entity? And do your, uh, are your members all the members of the same religion? And do they share in accordance with their religion? So those are the criteria. And um, there aren't that many that have a CMS letter. And if they have, they've been willing to, to be transparent. They've been around for a while. They've uh, subjected themselves to the scrutiny. Um, so that's the first thing I would encourage them to do. And Share Healthcare, it does have a CMS recognition letter. It came from, as, as most of the ones that are legitimate, it came from one of the Anabaptist organizations that had existed a long time ago. Ours is not, uh, ours is a plain people group from the uh, old German Baptist brethren. They're the same and from the same derivation as Amish Mennonite, just have a different name. So that's the first thing is look for the CMS letter. Now for Share Healthcare itself, our distinction is that banking platform. No one else has it um, and nobody else has gotten that approval. And even if they start now, it's gonna be about three years before they get it because that's just a laborious process. Um, and they, then they, there's that proprietary algorithm that allows it to function. You can't have those individual bank accounts and can't have it work without that algorithm. So those two things go together. And then because of that, that allows us to share in an extremely rapid period of time. Um, you know, we say we have a goal of uh, sharing a medical bill from 30 days from the time we get the bill. But actually right now, we, we haven't had longer than 17 days. Wow. Right, right. And that's why healthcare providers really like us because they can't get that from insurance or Medicare or anybody else. It just doesn't occur. No. Um, and the only reason it takes 17 days is normally when we say, okay, how much of a discount are you going to take? It takes that long for them to talk to their boss, their body, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We could actually do it almost instantaneously. But of course, we want to get the best deal that we can in order to keep the, the monthly rate low for everybody. Wow. Yeah, that that's incredibly fast. And yes. yeah, <laughs> I, I've dealt with insurance and it's usually not quite so expedient at all. No. And and as you mentioned, all the bureaucracy. So what would you say uh, is the accessibility of the program? So, you know, I, what I'm I'll just how somebody become a member. How can somebody become a member? But also when they are a member, you know, sometimes you have to call insurance to get things uh, oh, okay. to get. Yeah. Right. How, how right. you know, are well, you? We have people standing by and waiting for your call. Um, so uh, we recognize 
now and from the beginning that no entity is any better than its than its customer service than its member services. Sure. You know, you aren't going to have a, a happy person if they've been on hold for an hour. And you're going to have an even less one when you're on hold for an hour. And then they say, well, let me see about that. I, I got to check with my supervisor. So the folks that we have at the other end of the phone are very well trained. And right now, our, our wait time is about 20 seconds. So you'll hear some music sort of thing for about 20 seconds. And then they come on. And they'll be able to answer whatever question the person has, either um, for if they want to join and they have questions, or if they have an issue with their, uh, there's two separate departments, but you know, winds up same place. If they have any question about the, uh, the, the bill that they're submitting or not, um, we also have what's called a dashboard so that the member can go online into their own member login, separate, of course, from the bank. And they'd be able to get to the bank through the member login if they want. But that also lets them see all their communication that they've had with Share Healthcare. And so that when they are chatting with somebody, um, they'll be able to remember what was told to them and what they were told. So we're, we're very big on problem solving because there's no point for us to exist if we can't help people with their medical needs. I mean, that's the, we're nonprofit, so it's not like we're trying to make money. It's how can we help people do this function and why do we do it? Because God told us he wants us to be unified as best as possible. And he gives us all these one another verses to tell us how to do it. And this is one of the few places that interdenominationally we can do that. So you have that um, the the first group of folks that help you understand how to, uh, is this something for you? Do you want to be doing it? How do you sign on? So that takes, you know, 10, 15 minutes for somebody to join. Then there's the other group, which is administrative services that helps with the bill. So let's say a person is just concerned about their upcoming doctor visit. They're just afraid. It's, it's not a billing issue. It's not a question about the function, but they, they just want to talk to somebody. And we have a, a group called member advocates, and that's exactly what they are. Wow. And they're assigned to specific members. So your member advocate stays with you from the beginning throughout. And so if you have a, a prayer need, whether it's related to share healthcare or not, you can call that person up and say, hey, you know, Pat, Paul, I want you to chat with me. I want to have you pray with me about this. Uh, you know, my kid's getting in the first day of kindergarten. I'm just wondering how that's going to be. That's fine. That's what they're there for. Or, you know, he, he Pat, the member advocate, I am just really ticked off about how this thing is going with my doctor. I've called member services or administrative services. I'm not sure I'm understanding. What can we do? Now, that member advocate also has full authority. Let, let's say that um, administrative services says a particular bill is not shareable or, or entirely isn't. Like, for example, if you don't have an emergency, you're not supposed to go to the emergency room. And our handbook specifically says that. You're supposed to go to a doc in a box right. and, or your regular doctor. And they might have gone to emergency and been billed for that. Administrative services says, no, we can't share in that amount. Well, you can then appeal up to the member advocate who has the authority, full authority to do whatever they feel is appropriate, whether it fits those handbook or not because we aren't insurance, this isn't a contract, this is we're just trying to all to get along as best we can. Well, that appeal process keeps going on. 
if the person disagrees with the member advocate says over whatever that conflict was, that then next goes up to our board. And the board, of course, has full authority. Well, if you don't like what the board says, you get to go to the real power, which is the membership. And so then there's three randomly chosen names of members who also have full authority to deal with that issue. And if the person still has a concern, we then go to Christian conciliation and have you know, binding arbitration and uh, share healthcare pays for the arbitration. So it's not you know, that the, other, the member has to come up with a big amount. We, we just wanna make sure we're doing what satisfies the members for the purpose that we exist, which is to share one another's burdens. Wow, that's so beautiful. You said it's a non, non-denominational or? Correct, it's Christian, mm-hmm. but interdenominational, non-denominational. You know, we, we literally have Amish and Mennonite. We also, you know, have Zion Baptist, right? And we go A to Z in the denominations. As long as somebody uh, can agree with our statement of beliefs, which is essentially classic Christianity. Mm-hmm. Does God exist? Did he send his son Jesus? Did Jesus save us uh, by his sacrifice? Well, there's a whole lot of doctrinal slices and dices just for those basics that I just said. And it's what's created all the different denominations. Well, we don't get into that. Mm-hmm. If you can agree upon those basic foundational statements, then you're a Christian. And so we we can share. Awesome. So yes, tell us, uh, you know, just give us really quickly for those who are interested, where do they start? Mm-hmm. Well, they can go to, remember our name, Share Healthcare. So go to sharehealthcare.com or they can call 1-844-SHARE-HC. So sharehealthcare.com or 1-844-SHARE-HC. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. If you have anything else you want to add and close out with, and uh, yeah, any other resources, please let us know. Well, there's lots of resources on the website, so they can look at that. But what I just encourage people to do is just recognize they've been crying out for freedom. They want freedom. And they're thinking, man, what can I do? I can't change the world. I can't change my government. I can barely change, you know, the laundry that's coming up right now. (laughs) Yeah. And they're wanting freedom. So here is one way that an individual or a family or small business can exercise that freedom muscle that we've just sort of allowed to atrophy out there. And by doing that, we really do change a major part of our economy here and our world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Courtney. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.